Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, we begin a new volume of Lekut HaSichas, Chelek Chof, volume 20. And we begin today with the first Sicha on Bereshis, page 1, right at the beginning, which will discuss the first Rashi and Teira, why the Teira begins with Bereshis Bara Lekim. A Rashi that the Rebbe spoke about many, many times. And here we will see a new original Pshat in this Rashi, Apichsidis. The shir today is being learned Lenishmas Rav Yosef Ben Yamin Ben Rav Menashe Kaltner. If Bereishis Bara Alekim bring Rashi the Maimer from Rav Yitzchak, the beginning of the Torah where it speaks about the story of the Eibusha creating the world. So Rashi brings the statement that Rav Yitzchak said, "Lehoyat Zarech Lahaschelas Hatayra Elo Meachidish Azelachem." The Torah should have not began only from Achidish Azelachem being the first mitzvah in the Torah. Umatam Posach Why does the Torah begin with the story of Bereishis, the Eibusha creates this world? The answer is Mishum Koyach Maisov Higid The power of his work, Hashem tells his people, the Yidden, Loses Lahem Nachlas Goyim. When the Eibusha gives them the inheritance, the heritage of the Goyim, that the Yidden should be able to respond and explain why this land belongs to them, as Rashi explains in his Mavaya. As the mit With this, we can answer to the claim that Goyim say regarding Eretz Yisrael. And they say as follows, Listen, Matam, you are thieves. You have conquered the land from seven nations, and therefore it's not your land. The Eden respond and say, The entire world, the land is all Hashem's. He created it and gave it to whom he sees fit. And now the Eibishter gave it to the Eden to conquer and take it from them, from the Goyim. This is the reason why the Torah begins with the story of creation. So we have an answer to explain why Eretz Yisrael belongs to Eden. Now from the, from the choice of the word here, that the question is that the Torah should not begin with uh, Bereshis. And the answer is coming to explain why does it open, why does it begin with Bereshis. Not like the expression that it says in some of the Medrashim that address this, where there it says, wasn't necessary for the Torah to write the story of creation in any place. And why does the Torah write and begin, or write actually, from Bereshis? Or a similar language. So Rashi here is highlighting the fact that the Torah not only tells us the story of creation, but specifically opens with this. Is mashma, so it seems, as the Shaila in Demaimer, that the Shaila that Rashi is asking over here in this statement of Rabbi Yitzchak is not as the parashis from Bereshis Bizachidish. Haben Bechlal, Nid Gdafstein in it's not, <coughs> sorry, it's not questioning the fact that these parshias from Bereshis until Achaydish should not have been written in the Torah at all. Nor as Yabinit Kedarv Zayin that Onay from Torah. Rather, the question over here is, even if it has to be recorded in Torah, but it doesn't have to be the opening, the beginning of Torah. The opening of Torah should be with mitzvahs. That's what Torah is mainly. And therefore, it should open with the first mitzvah of Achaydish Azalachem. Umvibal, as the Teretz. 
Now, the answer also regarding this Shaila of why the Torah not only writes the story of creation, but it begins with this, so it comes out as in order to refute and answer the claim that Eden are thieves, is nit genuk as bereishis bara lekim vechtein ergitzvun teira. It would be insufficient if the story of creation would be written somewhere in teira. Nor does davzayin das cholof in teira. You have to have this story of bereishis bara lekim specifically in beginning of teira. That's what you see here from the words that Rashi says. Is tamua. So this is very difficult to understand. Afiloi bereishis vod kishtana noch achaydish. Even if bereishis would be written later. After the mitzvah of that the whole land belongs to Hashem and He created it and He gave, cho- chose to give it to Yidin. Why, if we would see in Tayyid the Psukim, Breshis, Bara, wouldn't we have enough of an answer? And the Tayyid must open with the story of Breshis to give an answer to the argument of Umm of the nations of the world. Another shaila here in Sif Beis, the Rebbe asks, Another thing that's difficult to understand regarding why Teira opens with Bereshis. If the should not open or even write the story from Bereshis, but rather the first mitzvah, as far as what Teira represents. So it should not open with the story of Bereshis, other than the Chlal did get Avchdein in Teire, or it wasn't even necessary to have it written in Teire at all. Ovefrat as the Bala Maimer is as Madgish Beloshen Loi Elo, especially as it's being said here in a very strong way that it wasn't necessary at all to open Teire only from Achidish. But Zvayis as Dosas Liyikuve. This is an expression. When you write the term loy and elo, the Gemara says that this means that this is something that this is the only way it could be. There's no other option. Vikuntes, so then how is it? A salib, shailuzain, a tainifunumisailam, that in order to refute the claim of nations of the world, zomen baiten them say there fun, or mikoshke meisivzain, in taitishabiksav. That because of this, we're changing and adding in the order of taita, of taitishabiksav. Why would that, this be enough of a reason to change Taita itself? Nachmer, the question is furthermore, Even if it is extremely important to have an answer to this question or to this argument, but wouldn't it be enough if the answer would be something that would be given over as, tra- as a tradition from one generation to the next? Azoivi, klolus Taita Similar to the way it is with generally which is a tradition given over from teacher to student in every generation. And we find in Gemara where it records a story about an argument that Goyim came to say that the land belongs to them. So Gvir ben Pesisa responded to their argument and here it was Bnei Afrika as Eretz Kanan Shalonohui. That Eretz Canaan belongs to us. They claim that they are the descendants of Canaan, and therefore, Canaan it belonged to their ancestors. And what answer did he give them? He gave them an He gave them a different answer. 
which is not clear, explicit in Tayyish Bixav, but it was another idea. He explained to them that Eretz Yisrael belongs to Yidin because if Eretz Canaan, Canaan was cursed to be a slave, and therefore whatever a slave owns belongs to his master, so therefore it belongs to Yidin. That was the response he gave, and this is not something recorded explicitly in Tayyish Bixav, but it's an answer that he gives, Balpeh. And similar, when Bnei Yishmael, the descendants of Yishmael and or Keturah from Avram Avinu, of Zayatayna, that Eretz Kanaan, when they claim and argued and said that Eretz Yisrael belongs to the Eden and to, to them as well. So, but here, for some reason, the Torah has to record in Torah Shabiksav the point to answer the guy. Why is that? Is the fun gedrungen? So from this it's clear. As the reunion from Pasach Bebereshis, the fact that the Torah opens with the story of Bereshis is not not an emphasis to the Umasailam. This is not just a response to the nations of the world. No, this is an inyan versus negaya to Yidin Kufa. This is a matter which is relevant for Yidin themselves in Zayit Torah Avedis Hashem in their Torah and in their serving Hashem. And not only that, it's extremely important. Then it's here in the beginning of the Torah. With this, we'll also understand the reason why here in the Pasuk that Rabbi Yitzchak quotes that the Ebeshter is telling the power of his work and creation in order to understand that the Nachlas Goyim, that the inheritance of the Goyim belongs to Yidin The Pasuk here is not saying that this is a response to the nations of the world. Not rather, what the Pasuk is saying over here is that the Eibishter is speaking to the Yidin, Amoy, his people, and the Eibishter is telling them about the fact that he creates the world and that Yisrael belongs to them. Thus, Hayes, what this means in other words is that Koyach Mais of Higidla Amoy is Negeya Yidin Alein. This is something which is relevant for Yidin to know, for their Avedis Hashem. In order that Yidin themselves should not make a mistake in their Avedis Hashem, when they're serving the Eibishter and they're engaging with matters in the world, that they shouldn't think that there's the thieves, that they're stealing from something that does not belong to be in their Avedis Hashem. And therefore the Torah relates and tells Yidin in the beginning of the Torah, as Bereishis, Bara Elikim. That the Eibishter created the world and the whole entire world belongs to the Eibishter and therefore this is part of the Aravedi Sashem. As the Rebbe is going to explain now here, great length, exactly what is this point that's relevant for the Yidin and the Aravedi Sashem to know that the Eibishter created the world. Okay, so the Rebbe here begins the explanation in Siv Gimel with the point that the Tzamach Tzedek says about this Maimer of Rabbi Yitzchok. What is he coming to say? So we'll understand this with explaining a deeper understanding in this pshat, in this, in this uh, question of Rabbi Yitzchak that the Samach Tzedek said. So when the Goyim come and argue and say that you've conquered a land that belongs to the seven nations, Main peruchni is what this is referring to on a spiritual level is the kibush, the conquering, which is the avedah for Yidin in the Aratzis. The, the serving, the Eibishter here in the land, in the world, or in Welt, 
in these lands over here in Eretz Yisrael, but in a broader sense and by extension, the Chlal in general, the whole Aved of Yidin here in this world. Bishas Yidin zenin kevish, zenemin onnutzen in yonei ayelam. When Yidin conquer, they take, they engage, and utilize matters of the world. Divriyadashus, things that are that are exist and belong in the world that are not an object of a mitzvah, not fulfilling a mitzvah. L'shem Shemayim, engaging with the world, but all doing it just for one reason, for the sake of heaven. In other words, a person can live life and do things that are rishos, that area of rishos is his, and here he is to be healthy and eat and drink and come and go and do, and here this is outside of Kedusha. But when a yid conquers, and includes that, that even these areas are also all just being done for one purpose, for the Eibishter's sake, to give a person the energy that he needs and to be healthy and so on to serve Hashem. What happens is you're taking these areas in the world and you're transforming them. You're taking them away from being part of the existence in the world, which is Goyish, which belongs to the nations. And you even transform them that they shouldn't be mundane either. They become things that serve holiness, an object of holiness, even more than just an object of holiness, but itself, until ultimately a yid could even take these matters and this, the objects of the world, which are the shos, and elevate them to the point that it becomes the holies of holies, the highest level of kedushah. And it's regarding this, that the nations of the world argue and say, listen, Matem, you are thieves. These objects and these portions of the world that are found under the control of Goyim, they're here, they're part of the existence of the world in the mundane uh, aspect of existence in the world. So they are at least just mundane. Even maybe even lower than that, as I've mentioned before, Goyish, but at least they are mundane. And therefore, tiny diomis, So the nations of the world argue and say that what's their status? Where do they belong? What do they express? What part of life and the interaction of a person in them? What is this supposed to consist of? Here, this is the part of life and this is the part of the world which is just exists in a mundane fashion outside of the possession of Hashem. Al Medrish. And this argument is similar to what the Medrash tells us regarding Yaakov and Esau. As Yaakov and Esau, that Yaakov and Esau, they were fighting about this world, Elam Haza and Elam Haba, the world to come. And they, they came to an agreement. They made a division. Yaakov had genomen Elam Haba. Yaakov took Elam Haba. And Esau took this world. So when you're living in this world, where are you? You're in the territory where this belongs, that a yid should act and behave like Esau, which is not associated with anything holy. And if so, is So according to the nations of the world, here, serving Hashem, conquering and transforming and including even these portions of the world, when one broadens the boundaries of holiness into such a place, this is a thievery. You're, you're taking something which belongs in a certain category. This is, in the world, it's mundane. And you're including it, you're bringing it into the Aved of Kedusha. It has to be split into two different worlds. There's the place where the Abishra is revealed and expressed and is there, and that belongs in Kedusha. But then there's the mundane aspect of the world, which is Veltish, Goyish, and that doesn't belong in Kedusha.
Then is the Remfe. So for this, the answer is in the first Pasuk of Teireh, Bereishis, Bada Alekim. That Eibisha creates this world. As Mimcho HaKoyl. Everything comes from Hashem. Kol Ha'oret Shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu the entire land is Hashem's who brought the Nasnal Ashayashabainov. He created it and gave it to whom he sees fit in his eyes. Which means as follows. The fact that you have all these portions of the world that were found before Eid comes and engages and elevates them. They're found in an area which is Rishus, which is just permissible and mundane. Just to be mundane in the world. This was the Eidush's desire that it should be granted to them, that it should, be, that it should exist in this fashion. The fact that it exists in such a way where there's no godly expression here and there's no holiness and it's just mundane, that itself is Hashem's desire. This was Hashem's desire. That through the cause of the sin of Eitzadas, that it should be granted to these nations of the world that they should exist on such a level where they seem to be unassociated to holiness. This itself was with the intention, with the purpose that later, it's, that with the Eibish's will, it will be taken from them and it will be granted to Yidin. The Eibish's will, it's the Eibish's desire as well. That Yidin should take back all of these objects and all every area in the world that's here existing in a mundane fashion and bring it and include it and reveal that it's part of the boundaries of Kedusha, of holiness. As it was before the sin of Eitz where the Eibish's presence, the Shekhinah was here below in the world. Through the Aveda and the conquering of Yidin, when Yidin Engage with the world, l'shem shemayim, and elevate and do things only for the sake of heaven. So that is the very purpose of creation itself. And this is revealing the truth of Bereshis Baralakim, that everything belongs to Hashem. With this we have a deeper understanding of what the Shaila here, that Rabbi Yitzchak says, the question, that the Torah should begin only from Achedish Hazelachem. Teire is Hecher from Maise Bereshis. Teire is representing a godly revelation which is much higher and much greater than the level of godliness that's here in creation, that comes to create the world. And this includes even the Aveda, the fact that a Yid could serve Hashem and engage with the world, Aveda Sakibush, this Aveda of utilizing the aspects of Rishus in the world to include it in Kedusha. Teda itself is really above and beyond such a level of connecting to Hashem or serving Hashem in the world. Only this is bepashtus by the modem ma'ivit, as you see and understand this very simply by a person that serves Hashem. When a yid learns teda, other tuta mitzvah. When a yid learns teda or fulfills a mitzvah, is a beis ma'isa arangeton and a davisha biktusha. So at that time, what is he involved in? He's involved in an area which is pure, absolute holiness. Removed of anything mundane in the world. is completely above matters of the world. By contrast, when a person is involved in his own personal needs, even if he's doing it with the right intentions and he's doing it for a holy purpose, for the Eivish's sake, 
However, it remains activity which is his and in his personal ways and his personal things that he's doing. In Yoni Yerushos, matters that are permissible for a person. And furthermore, these are things that a person desires and wants and needs for his existence, for to sustain his health and so on. And this is something that the Nefshe Bahamas, the animal soul of Yid, wants and needs. So therefore, the ultimate, absolute godliness is not seemingly revealed over here. Where do you have absolute godliness? In Kedusha. When a person is doing something which is in the, in the framework of a mitzvah and absolute holiness. So therefore, Teireh, which is a mitzvah, which is that level of connection, should open with a Chedesh Ezelachem, which is talking about that level of connection to Hashem, which is completely above the limitations of the world. Not with this kind of Aveda, which the Teireh is coming to speak about, the value of the Aveda of Bereshis, Bara Lekim, that Memcho HaKoyal, that even developed itself as part of Hashem, that's much lower. Now, according to this explanation here of the Samach Tzedek. So this actually only strengthens this Shailah. So what's actually the reason why the Torah does open with Bereshis, which re- refers here to this point in the Aved of Ayid in the world. Since this Aved of conquering and broadening the boundaries of Kedusha into the world is Nidrikir from Taito Mitzvah, is on a lower level than when you learn Taito and do a Mitzvah. Is M is Taka, as does Mushtain and Taito, Kedai, Mizovisin, as does, as Estavzain, Diavid. So, yes, even if it's true that this has to be written in Taito, in order that it should be known that this Aved is necessary. On S is Nid, can Inyafun listen? And this is not in any way something which is a thievery, that you're taking something that does not belong to the boundary of Kedusha or to Hashem, and you're utilizing it in the wrong way. No, this is expressing the truth of Mimcha HaKoyal, that even here, the Eivishter created this as well. But the, the point though is, this is still a much lower level in Avedis Hashem. Vi so then how is it, Ober, as Dosalzayim, the Aschalo, Psichofen Teireh, that this is the beginning and the opening of Teireh, with this point. In Teire, when you find something that comes earlier in Teire, that means that this is something which must be on a higher level. There's something greater about this kind of Aveda when a person serves Hashem in Inyani Yadashos. But how could that be if this is something which is always going to be limited and the, the, the framework of this Aveda, the premise of this whole Aveda is the eye that the person wants and needs and serves Hashem here within a place where you can't bring the absolute connection to Hashem there. It's, all, it's in Masecha, in that framework you're finding, you're also connecting to Hashem. So how, how is this the opening, the beginning of Teireh, which represents the absolute truth of the Eibishter, which is above the existence of the world. So here in Sivdale, the Rebbe begins with an explanation on a deeper level to understand the advantage that there is in the Aveda in Inyan Yerushos, in the existence of the world. And there's a few things over here, a few points. from the Biyurim, so one of the, exp- the explanations that can be said about this is as follows. So yes, even though it is true that this approach of serving Hashem here to conquer, to broaden the boundaries of Kedusha, or the language that's brought in Chesidus, which is the Aveda of refining and elevating the godly sparks that there is in all aspects of the world. In Seder Amadregis, so looking on the order of levels of how much the absoluteness of truth of Hashem can be revealed, is Nidereker, 
is in Seder Madregis Nidirike from Limudat Taira Vikim Amitzvah's canal. So this is lower than learning Taira and doing a mitzvah, which expresses the absolute truth of Hashem. This is something which is related to an existence which says that I exist and I want. From Tesvagin, but nevertheless, is the Kavana al Yaina, the Briya the Abish's purpose in creating the world. When you go all the way back to the source of everything, before there's any kind of say there of where there's more expression of Hashem and where it's further, and you don't see that much expression of Hashem. But if you go back to the very deepest intention and purpose of what the Abishter himself created the world for, the desire of Hashem is that the dwelling, the revelation of the dwelling of Hashem should be here below in the lowest place. Which means, as the Alter Rebbe explains, Tachtaina means not just a place which in some degree is Tachtain, doesn't have godly revelation there, that's the definition of Tachtain, but it should be in the very lowest place. Tachtainim in the Medrash, which doesn't specify, means that it's the very lowest place where there's absolutely no revelation or expression of truth of Hashem. And there, Ayid brings Hashem. This intention of Hashem, of creation, is fulfilled in Aveda Sabirurim, in this Aveda of engaging with the world and refining and elevating the world itself, more and to a greater extent and even deeper than when a Yid learns Teira and does a mitzvah. Because this creates a dwelling for Hashem, even in that area, which is Rishos, which is permissible, where you see that this is something which is a person's own personal things. This is an area which is real, it's low, it's far in the sense of that you don't see any godliness here whatsoever. It doesn't express the truth of, of creation in any way. And here, here it brings the Eivishter in this lowest place. This is the Kavana of creation. This is one point regarding the Kavana of creation that Hashem desired when He created the world. That is another point there. Similar we can say is da an ilui in avedes hanef in der avede benefesh adam. There's also an advantage over here in this avede in inyani yerushos in the lowest aspects of the world that also relates to what aspect of the person of his soul is being invested in this avede. As be avedes abirurim when it comes to this kind of avede where a person engages with things in the world and he refines it and brings it into connecting it back to godliness. To get this done, to bring godliness even in such a place, it draws from a person, it demands from a person a much deeper commitment and investment. Then one that sets aside times, specific times, where now he's learning Teire and he's doing a mitzvah. In order to accomplish, that even when one is not found, in the four Amis, in the place where it's now a place and time and zone of just holiness. Now here a person is involved in mundane, worldly matters. He's busy with himself, things that he needs. That even then the person should remain attached and connected to holiness. To the point that all of his permissible matters are done completely and only for the sake of heaven. Or actually, there's an even greater level than this. Not just for the sake of heaven, but you have the knowledge of Hashem there in the very ways itself. 
So to put it very simply, you have to be more observant, you have to be more connected to Hashem to have that connection and commitment that's there constantly, consistently in every area, no matter what the person does. You have to have a deeper connection to Hashem. You can never separate. And therefore, it never gets changed. It doesn't even get weakened. Even if now you're not learning or doing a mitzvah, but even when you're involved with mundane and worldly matters. So this is another mile here regarding the person himself. What level of commitment does this draw out within the person himself? As it ever brings in the Ha'ara, that this is the mile of the Balchuve that's greater than the Tzadik. So this is the reason why the Torah opens with Bereshis, which represents this kind of Aveda, where a person is dealing with the world itself. Because the ultimate and main and purpose of creation to make a dwelling for Hashem in the lowest place. In a place where there can't be anything lower than this. So this is accomplished specifically through this of refining and elevating the lowest things, the lowest elements of the world itself. That's the explanation of why the Torah opens with this Aveda, because true in Seder Hamadregis, if you look at where there's more expression of godliness, where less in Torah and Mitzvahs, you have more of an open expression of this is Hashem's will, this is Hashem's Torah, above the existence of the world altogether. But nevertheless, on the other hand, as I have explained here, the great advantages that there are, Tafke and Aveda in the world, Posach Bebreshis. However, here in Sifei, the Rebbe will bring us to a deeper understanding, a deeper level in what the Maila of the Aveda in the world is. Their beer is Abinit Maspik. This explanation is still insufficient. If we look, let's go again now, based on this new shot here that we have in what Rabbi Yitzchak is really talking about, the Taita opening with Achidish, which should have opened with Achidish, or the Taita that opens with Bereshis. If you look into his words, we'll see that there has to be a deeper point there. From the language that he says here, What's the reason why the Torah opens with Bereshis? And that is, That this is as an answer to the argument of the nations. Is From this it's clear, as That the point of the Torah opening with Bereshis is the far is because was Zef, not for the Torah opening with Bereshis, even if Bereshis would be written somewhere later in Taita, Volt nach gebliden an Ort of Tainis Umais, as Listematem, Kanal Sefalev. There still would be room for the argument of the Gayan to say that Eden are thieves. That's the main point that we're coming to answer by the Taita opening with Bereshis. And this is including, according to this Nupshat that we're saying here, that we're discussing this kind of Aveda of Birurim, of Kibush, of conquering and broadening the Gevul of Kedusha into the existence of the world, that this is all coming to make a point that Yidna are not listed, they're not thieves. Aber, however, Let's go back now again to the point that was explained before. What is the reason why the Torah opens Bereshis? As the time was Pasach Bebereshis, is nit kedet to Shailazan, the time of Felistamata. According to the explanation said before, it comes out that we're actually not coming to refute the argument that Eden are thieves. 
Na blois zu maktim um matgesein die Meile von Avedis Abirur in Bereishis Bara, legabe der Meile von Avedis Atero und Mitzvah Sachedish. The main point of here is that the Torah opens with Bereshis Bara to highlight and emphasize the point that this Aveda, where you're refining and elevating from the permissible matters in the world, has an advantage more even than the Aveda of Torah Mitzvahs. In other words, it's understood, even if the Torah would not open with Bereshis, it's understood that there's Torah Mitzvahs, but that there's also a Maila and a, and a value to the Aveda of Rishos, called Masach HaLashem Shemayim. But the Torah opens with Bereshis to highlight that this has an, even, an advantage, it's even greater. But that's not what Rashi is saying in the language of Rashi. The Torah opens with Bereshis to make the point and to refute the argument that Eden are thieves, that this is an Aveda that has no place. Why is Aveda Sabirud an Aveda that has no place? Adarabe, this is an Aveda that's very important. It's just that you would think it's secondary. So the Torah is coming to say, no, that this is actually even more important for the purpose of creation and so on. So something over here, according to this new pshad here, doesn't fit into the language of what Rabbi Yitzchak is saying here. So therefore, based on this, the Rebbe will now introduce a, a, a deeper understanding, a further point over here. What are we talking about when, when, when it says there that this is, there's an Aveda of conquering the world, of conquering the land? So we'll understand this according to what it's known that when we're dealing over here with this kind of Aveda to broaden the boundaries of Kedusha and bring it into the matters of the world, there are two categories to this. Aleph number one, as mentioned before, Divrei Arishos. Those areas that are all permissible, the things that a person needs and has and does, to conquer and to refine and bring godliness there, is when a person does it for the sake of heaven, he brings the knowledge of Hashem, the awareness of Hashem there in that area. And also, obviously understood, when he learns Torah and does mitzvahs, so then he ultimately takes objects of the world, and different areas in his life, and elevates it into absolute holiness, to the point of Kedush HaKadoshim, as I ever said before. That's one area of the world. But Beis, but here there's another point, and this is the additional point here that the Rebbe will focus on, what the Pasach Bebreishis is about. Those things that are forbidden, and the reason they're forbidden is, is because the godly energy that's in them, or the energy of their existence, is from Gimel, Klippes, Atmeis, Legamri, She'em, Bem, Toiv, they are from absolute impure clippers that have absolutely no good in them at all. And therefore, they are disconnected from anything godly, not only in an open way, but even to be used for a godly sake is impossible because they are so disconnected, they're impure completely. But now the truth is that even these objects in these areas of the world, which are completely forbidden for you to engage in because of their, they're disconnected to such an extent, but even they, do have a godly spark which creates them, sustains them, and gives them life every moment. There's nothing that can exist in the world that doesn't come from the source of Hashem, from holiness. No, it's rather the reason why they are so disconnected and they're forbidden. The godly sparks, the godly connection and life that's in them is completely and totally concealed. And the Azoi, to such an extent, as nor zelten, that very seldomly, 
not usually, this is the rule is Taira relates and applies and talks about a person's Aveda the way it is commonly. It's possible that something forbidden can be elevated and used and become permissible. And that would be if it's something becomes nullified by a majority, if something which is forbidden falls into a pot of food where there's 60 times against it and therefore it becomes bottle. But this is only something which is after the fact, which you can become mutter, cholo. But then there's something else, and that is, when a yid that sinned, and then he does tshuva, so this tshuva transforms the energy that was there in these adenis, in these premeditated sins, and they themselves become elevated into Kedusha. And things that are similar like, like, like this, but it's aber, al haragil, usually, they cannot be elevated and be refined to be included in holiness. And therefore, these are things that are forbidden that a yid cannot engage with them because there's no godliness that you can reveal over here. So even if in Yon, the Divriya Rishos, as I've explained before, is a place where it's Masechot, Trachechot, but nevertheless, it is a place and a level where the purpose and the connection to Hashem is easy to access, easier to access because it's a level where godliness is not completely concealed there. It can be utilized for a godly purpose. But then you come to a place where on any level you don't see any connection to Hashem at all. Even though the truth is that this is all being created every moment from Hashem. But nevertheless, it's so concealed that you don't see in any revealed way that this is, it's even possible at all. Even a Yechilis to come and include this in godliness. So now we can say... As the Iketayne von Listemata and Beruchni is that the main argument of the of the Goyim that come and argue to Yidin that you are thieves in the spiritual level is Beneged Dizachn. It's regarding these areas of the world. And when it comes to these areas that are totally awesome, Yid has to stay away from them, there's a big place for their argument according to Taira. Because a year that behaves according to Taira, it's impossible to refine and elevate and reveal godliness in this place, which is forbidden. The only way to reveal what Hashem wants with, with what you should do over here in this is to stay away from them. The way to elevate them is by this itself, by staying away and not engaging with them. Does haze, which means as Taylor itself is saying that this is an area of the world that's, that's as if out of the possession of Yidin, no, they're in the Rishus of Klippa. Right? Since the Taylor is saying that the Aveda is, consists of what? I mean, this itself is their bitter by staying away from them. But since the bitter consists of the fact that you're staying away from them, that itself expresses a certain truth of Hashem, that the, the absolute will of Hashem, that if there's something that does not fit with his truth and his existence, then it's out. And it has no 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 uh, right to exist and no purpose. But nevertheless, in the end of the day, this is a kind of bitter by being deichet. So you're saying that there's something in the world that exists and remains, and it's outside of the territory of Yidin that they cannot engage and elevate it. And so therefore, so here comes the main point when Bereshis, so even if the title would write 
about the Abisha creating the world. But it wouldn't be written in this order. It wouldn't open with Bereshis. If it would be written after Achaydish. And more so, as the question is, pl- is put, this is something which it must be this way. The only way to begin Teire is with the mitzvah of Achaydish which means, Teir itself demands that it should open specifically with the mitzvah of Achaydish. Thus, haste, because what would be the message here? As is what given that even Avedis Akibush Vabirurim, nor are they limited to Teir Mitzvahs. So that would mean that a Yid Teir extends and gives the power for a Yid to be able to refine and conquer and elevate only things that are in the framework of learning Teir and doing Mitzvahs. So Volt Kivashtem Arzashiva Goyim, but not conquering lands of the seven nations, which refers to Rishos, as was said before, but now even more, was his kailold and bitter from the Nitzitzis, Shabigim Eklipus Atmeis. And this means to reach and even go into the place of the territory of the complete impurity and to refine even the sparks of godliness that are there, given Gzela. So then this would be Gzela. This is, this is something that Eden are stealing. They're taking from a place that does not belong in possession of holiness or to Eden. That is what the time over here is. And that's why it's being said in such a strong fashion, because when it comes to this area of Dvarama Surim, Teireh demands that you should stay away from them. That's the only way you can be mevadeh, by being deiche. But you cannot elevate them and engage with them. So now, the Sivav, the Rebbe explains, here we see a deeper answer to this question. This is, this is actually a real time al to a much stronger extent. So this argument is answered by this, that the Torah opens with Bereshis, and here this makes the point of how Ayid has the Koyach to elevate and use even these things, ultimately that they will be included in the Kedusha. Yes, it's true that from the perspective of Torah, these sparks that are in such a low place, in places that are forbidden, cannot be elevated. And so in the, the question of that remains true even after we give the answer. That is, from the perspective of Torah, there's, there's that boundary, there's that limitation. But the level of godliness, when you go back to the source, to the Ebishter himself, which is even higher than the level of godliness that's expressed in Torah, here is the source of the power of tshuva, which is granted to Yidin. Was tshuva meyave when one does tshuva with love, tutayif as this dainis al veren zachias. What this accomplishes is that even premeditated sins, their energy should be elevated and included to become merits. Kemaim mechazal, as it says in the Medrash, as dafke ven shalu la kadosh baruch hu chaytem When the Eibushim himself was asked regarding a sinner, what's his punishment? What happens to a person that sins? Om Alehem, the Ebesha responds, Yasa Tshuva V'yizkapala, that through Tshuva he'll have be atoned for. But when this question was asked to Teireh, when you deal with a level of godliness, which is already expressed through Teireh, this is a lower level, and over here there's certain boundaries to this, of how far you could extend and reveal the truth of Hashem. When you come to the ultimate source of truth, to the Ebishter himself, which is deeper and higher than what's expressed in Teireh, over here, you reveal the truth to a much greater extent than even these sparks that are in such a low place, in the forbidden place, it, it comes out and it gets connected back to its source. What's the explanation of this for this? 
Vodum says, Going back to the point of Bereshis Baralakim, ultimately, everything is Hashem. Even these forbidden things. As mentioned before, their entire existence and their life is all from the godly spark that's in them. And even they are also in the possession of Hashem. Since the very essence of Hashem is is above and is not expressed by that by not bound by revealed or concealed. When you speak about any level of expression of godliness that's formulated to one degree or another, has some kind of definition, so that concept of godliness is expressed and revealed in a place which expresses and says godliness in one way or another. It shows some kind of connection, some kind of a use, some kind of a positive connection that it has to Hashem. That's when you, when you speak about levels of expression of godliness. But when you talk about the very essence of Hashem that's beyond any boundary and is not expressed by anything, so even these holy sparks, so over here, there's no expression, there's no revelation of godliness, but nevertheless, they are They're one with Hashem. This is the, the essence of the truth of Hashem that's not expressed. But the very fact that it can't be expressed, that's where the very essence of Hashem, that's where only because it's the essence of Hashem, that's why this reveals the real truth of what they are. This is the source and the power of Tshuva, Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what Ebesh himself gives. To elevate these sparks and bring them into holiness. However, since Teireh itself is light, which means Teireh reveals the truth about everything, the revelation of all matters of holiness comes through Teireh. Even those levels and matters that are really higher than Teireh, but who tells us about this? It's all in Teireh, in the Medrash in Teireh. So even this idea and this power of Tshuva, which here... The point of the tshuva is that it's able to reveal the truth of the Ebeshter to a further extent, the truth of the essence of Hashem, even in the refining of the sparks in such low, forbidden places, this is expressed, and it's explained here in Teire itself. That's really what is being expressed over here with the Pasach Bebreshis. Now here, the Rebbe will explain this concept. With this, we understand the difference of the two versions that there are in the statement of Rav Yitzchak, Aleph, Umat Matam, Kosav Mibreshis. Why does the Torah write Bereshis at all? That's one version of the Medrash. But the way it's brought in Rashi, Beis, Umatam, Pasach Mibreshis. Why does the Torah open with Bereshis? It's necessary for the Torah to open up with Bereshis. So these are two different levels. In order to explain the value of refining and elevating matters of the world, which are the shows, which are permissible, is Genok Kosav Mibreshis. It would be sufficient that the Torah writes the story of Bereshis, of creation, as has Vert Geshirbn in Torah Bechlal. It's written in Torah. Even though there is a great advantage to this Aveda, 
more than even the Aveda of Tater Mitzvah, as explained before in Sivdala, that that's the reason why the Tater writes it first. It's showing in a certain mile that it has. Gita Betaira and Oret Evder Aveda. However, this is a kind of Aveda that Tater itself says that this is, it's an extension of what Tater itself says is right and good. Tater is Mechaiv the Aveda. Tater itself is, is obligates, it, it, it demands this kind of Aveda that a person should serve Hashem, not limited only to Tater or Mitzvahs. Itself demands not only but also this kind of Aveda. So therefore, in the framework of Tere, there should be a certain order, a certain Seder Madregis, of what comes first, what comes second, the priority is Tere Mitzvahs, and then Tere itself also demands to extend and bring what Tere Mitzvahs, the truth of Tere Mitzvahs, further also into other areas. So ultimately, this is something which belongs to be written in the Tere after the main subject, the main point of Tere, which is the Mitzvah. By contrast, what it comes over here, to engaging and elevating in the world through tshuva, even those the areas, the sparks of godliness which are in forbidden places, is nitapiseidera This is something which the teira itself says you can't. In the order of teira, it just can't be done. Even a person that comes along and says that he will sin, but then he'll do tshuva. Tutan aveda, he's doing an aveda, umischayv ba'enish pagam. And there's a punishment for the blemish that he causes. Even by saying that he'll do tshuva, but there's a, a blemish here, meaning Titus says, you stepped out of what Titus demands. And therefore, over here, in order to clarify and come and explain what this concept is, that he does have the power to even go into such a low place to conquer the nations of the world, in a place which is forbidden, the only place this comes out is, is in the opening of Teire. Since really the source of this power comes from a place, from a Kaddish Baruch himself, which is higher than the level of godliness expressed in Teire. So really this is higher than Teire. But then, as Rebbe made a point before, everything is expressed through Teire. In Teire itself, this is said in the beginning and the opening of Teire. But really, it begins with Bereish's butter regarding this point of engaging and elevating even from the places that are forbidden. This comes from a source which is even higher than Teire. It's out of the Seder of Teire. It's written before even Mitzvah because it comes before the, the, the power and the level of what Teire itself is. So here the Rebbe concludes in Siv Zayin and brings us back to the language that Rav Yitzhak actually used. And he said, the Pasuk of Tilim that he brings to give the answer of why the Torah begins with Bereshis. And this is what Rav Yitzhak says, Why does the Torah open with Bereshis? This is Hashem saying the power of His work to the Eden, specifically to the Eden, to give them the inheritance of the Goyim. Suyidin Amoy. This is a unique power that was given to the Yidin to his people. Is Nimshach Gevaren Higid Lashon Hamshacha. It's not only the Ebrisha relating, but it's also drawing down on Ebigegevin Gevaren. Their Koyach Ma'isav. The Ebrisha gives Yidin the source, the power of his actions. Their Koyach Venitzet Zaliki Vosizdon Ale Ma'isav. The godly energy that there is in all of creation of Hashem, including Gimel Klipas Atmeis in the forbidden areas. Varemibal Tazitzral V'Kutshu Bericho Kulachat. This power of tshuva 
is in a yid, because a yid is one with Hashem himself to the highest degree. Even higher than the expression and the oneness of Teireh with Hashem. As it says in the Medrash, as Yisrael Kodmula Teireh. That Yidin are before, higher, deeper connected to Hashem himself than Teireh. That's why the Yidin have this power of the Ebesh himself that's higher than Teireh. And this is the power that's expressed through Tshuva when a Yid serves the Ebesh in this world and even premeditated sins get included and elevated in the merits in Kedusha. That is the idea of Koyach of Higid Lahamai. However, since a Yid's Aved in this world is with a certain order, is Eichazai in Inyan HaTshuva. Even regarding the subject of Tshuva, which is going out of order and out of what Teire demands, and to a higher level, even in this itself, there's a certain Seder. B'tchilas when in Tshuva itself, in the beginning of a Yitz of Tshuva, when the Dagev from Tshuva by mention Atzmai, when the level of Tshuva by the person himself is Nochen an Eifen, as er field, as ein Aveide, basteht and opreisen sich von Ra. His Tshuva, what's the nature of the Tshuva? There are two aspects to Tshuva. The first and the lower level of tshuva is when a person is very strongly connected and attached to the world. And his tshuva consists of the fact that he has to tear himself away and he has to run away from the existence of the world. Is the tshuva, This is the level of tshuva where the person experiences that he's tearing himself away, he's stealing, he's going away from the existence of the world. He's taking, he has to, this, naturally he's in a place where here in the world where he's connected to Dvarim Asunim is outside of Kedusha. That's what he feels. And he has to take away and run away and bring it into Kedusha. This is, this is a kind of Aveda where a person is stealing. But then a person elevates in his Tshuva to a higher level of Tshuva. And I come to the Hecher Dargi and Shuve, Varuach, Toshev, Lakim Hashanasana, the level of Shuve where the Neshama is returning to its source, to Hashem, which is granted the Neshama to the person. As their field, as in Zain Shuve, the Tnuf and Umken is a Chlishar Here, all the person senses in his Shuve is he's returning to the absolute truth, he's returning to his source, to Hashem. In the very highest source from where he comes from. That Yisrael v'kutshu b'richa kol echad. V'al ba'im is me yishayrish nishmasev yiziz miyuchad mitol akim ha'shanishana. The tshuva does not consist of the fact that there's a veld that exists outside and he's connected to that and there's something other than Hashem and he has to steal and bring back. Adarab, all the yid senses is his tshuva consists of the fact that he's being unified with the ultimate source of Hashem, Yisrael, and the Yid and are one. And Hashem, that is, is one. It's a different kind of tshuva. That's a much higher level of tshuva. The same also plays out in the experience of how the person is refining and elevating these sparks of the forbidden things into Kedusha, which a person refines as demol teherter. Now what a person will sense and experience this is not something that there's something outside and he has to come and he has to return from outside and bring back. Over here, once you come to the source of absolute truth of Hashem, here all the person senses is, it's all Hashem. Everything is absolute truth, it's just Godliness. And 
And this entire situation where there is something in the world that exists and seems like it's outside the boundaries of holiness, it's all right off in the beginning, just a, another way of really expressing the absolute truth of Hashem. It's Saiser Amanas Livnais, an expression used in the Medrash that Abishad demolishes with the intention to rebuild, to reveal the absolute truth in this place. That a Yid should then return and bring it back to the source through Tshuva. Now, when a Yid comes to this level of Tshuva, which is expressed here in this Rashi, so what this accomplishes is by meeting that iluf and shuve, this brings a yid to the level of shuve. Was mokem shabal yishuve aimdim ein sadikim gemurim yechaylin lamed by. You come to a level of shuve that shuve is even greater than the aveda of sadikim, which is in the framework of teira. Um lefad as oich sadikaya as asvi b'tiyufte even sadikim will come to this level of shuve okayroch okayroas chazal to yed yidin b'nigei to yedin tog, or which is really. Uh, the guidance of Chazal that tell every single year regarding every single day, as the Gemara tells us, call Yom of Bichuve. The entire lifetime of Yid in this world should be with the Aveda of Chuve.